From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. So why don't we go ahead? We left off yesterday uh, in Genesis chapter 7, verse 24. And so we are now uh, in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. And uh, so let's just go ahead and go into there and we'll start there and see where we go. Genesis chapter 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the hundred and fifty days, the water had gone down. And on the seventh day of the seventeenth month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month. And on the first day of the tenth month, the top of the mountains became visible. So Noah is floating around in this ark. First, it rained, crazy rain. Noah doesn't drown, which is a miracle, right? Because not every time when you build an ark of this magnitude does it float. And this is the first time to see if it does float. But it does float. All the animals live. uh, And now they're floating. And then after the end of the 150 days, the water starts to go down. On the 17th day of the 17th month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. So the big question now, right, is where in the world is Ararat? And um, so let's just, actually, let's let's go see. I think uh, I've got a graphic here. Let's see if we can figure out where Ararat is. So, all right. So this is a graphic I pulled off of some website somewhere. So uh, somebody developed this. It wasn't me. Uh, and if you can see, Mount Ararat Uh, is right here, kind of in the upper middle of this, uh, kind of my cursor is over it. So that's Mount Ararat. And it says down here, this is the traditional site of Mount Ararat has been sited as far back as the church fathers. And the reason is because uh, it says here, the earliest Urartu, 1300 BC, closest to time when the story of Noah in the Bible was written, is near traditional Mount Ararat. So uh, this area in, I guess you would call that yellow, is kind of the area that's called Urartu. And apparently Mount Ararat is in Urartu because there's other places where they say there's also uh, Urartu or Mount Ararat. Mount Suleiman was never within Urartu, even at its maximum extent. Mount Suleiman over here. So it is claimed that Mount Ararat must be located within the boundaries of the kingdom of Urartu. So uh, if this is the case, and if Mount Ararat is truly in this area, then the question is, where is that area? So let's pull up a modern day map and see if we can figure that out. So uh, this is Google Maps, and up here is the... Black Sea, okay, so we're gonna come down the Black Sea. Let's see if I can get this. So we, this is all the Black Sea. This is all the area of Turkey. If we go over here to Turkey, 
Um, you can see we have Istanbul. This is the place, probably one of the only two places I absolutely have to get to before I die is Istanbul. I want to go there. So when I'm in Istanbul, I'm going to travel to the east a bit and I'm going to go find the Ark. Okay, so, <laughs> so here we go. We have Georgia, we have Armenia, and you can see this little lake here and a big lake here with this little thing on it. So let's go back to um, our little graphic and you can see we have a little lake here and we have a little, a big lake here with a little thing on it. So about, I don't know, two thirds of the way from this lake to that lake is where Mount Ararat is. So let's go back and see if we can find that uh, in our thing. So here's there, there about two thirds of the way. It looks like it's kind of in this area right here. So I'm gonna zoom in. So we're still, we're now in Armenia. This all is Turkey, that's Armenia. Uh, we're gonna get closer and closer in. And we see we have some mountains here. Uh, and that could be the mountains right there, which is, which is Mount Ararat. And if we go to the satellite image, um, we can see some mountain ranges there. Oh, it's snow-capped, look at that. Uh, so that could be why it's so hard to find. The arc is because it is on a snow-capped range out in the middle of absolutely uh, You uh, would have a very, very difficult time going, I guess you'd have to travel to this city, you have to get a car, You'd have to tr see in this rugged terrain. I've actually seen guys, uh, you know, in this area trying to find Mount Ararat. It's always so desolate. I mean, there's nothing here. Uh, and you can see there's just, this is Mount Ararat. So, uh, so here we go. This is the mountain range. Uh, it's about two thirds the distance between these two lakes and it's right here. And it is in the middle of nowhere. It's by Armenia, uh, or you could go to Georgia uh, or you could go to uh, Iran. Where's Iran? Baghdad, Iraq. Iraq is right down here. Turkey, yeah, Tehran, Iran. So, yeah, so it's 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 not probably the easiest place to get to, and you probably would have to get permits, and they probably don't give permits because they love the allure of having Mount Ararat there, and the ark hasn't been found. So. Uh, actually, there have been many, many, many people. Oh, let's get back. Okay, so there have been many, many people that have tried to find uh, Mount Ararat, tried to find Noah's Ark. Uh, and over the years, you hear about another expedition of somebody going to Noah's Ark, right? Trying to see if they can find Noah's Ark in Mount Ararat. And uh, if you go to, if you go to uh, Answers in Genesis, we've talked about them before. That's Kent Ham. Uh, and talk about where is Noah's Ark. Um, well, let's see if we can, uh, let, I know I'm being kind of crazy here, but well, let's just see. So let's look at some of this stuff uh, right here. So since the 1800s, several dozen expeditions have scaled Mount Ararat in hopes of finding evidence of Noah's Ark. A more and more are planned in the coming years. Satellite imagery and aerial photographs have generated interest in several sites. 
Most excursions have focused on a handful of locations based on earlier reported sightings. So what are those reported sightings? Well, let's see. There's the Ararat anomaly. The U.S. Air Force reconnaissance plane took black and white images of the northwest side of Mount Ararat in 1949, revealing a large object that resembled the, a portion of a ship. The images were made public in 1995 and sparked further interest. Uh, so uh, back in 1995, I was, uh, I was living in Denver, and I kind of remember this. It's like, oh, they found Noah's Ark. That's so cool. Or they have the Aora Gorge. One mile below the peak of Ararat is Aurora Gorge. This site gained popularity when George Hagopian, an Armenian, claimed his uncle took him to the top of the Ark as a young boy around 1908. Throughout his lifetime, he proclaimed what he discovered as truth, but he was unable to pinpoint the exact location of his discovery. So if you remember, uh, it is, here's Armenia. So he, this is a guy who lives in Armenia. He says his, uh, what did he say? Was it his uncle or his dad? Uh, his uncle, yeah, who took him, took him. You know, they drove and they went to the top and they found, they found the ark. So he's looking for it too. Undisclosed NAMI site. A Turkish guide, Ahmet Ertegurl, supposedly found compartments from the Ark's interior on the north side of Mount Ararat, and he took photographs in 2008 and reported them to NAMI, a Hong Kong-based ministry. So people are still looking for it. Or Durinpur, Durupanar, right here. Ah, Durupanar. Heavy rains exposed a large arc-shaped formation in 1948, approximately 15 miles from the summit of Mount Ararat. A 1960 expedition found a, only dirt and rocks, but explorer Ron Wyatt went back in the 70s and 80s, claiming he found an outline and metal fittings used using a frequency generator. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. Um, Mount Kudijuji, Mount Kudijuji. Some ancient writers said people could still see the Ark in the New Testament times at Mount Kudi. An expedition found wood in 1953. Mount Suleiman, that was the other one I showed you. A veteran named Ed Davis claimed he saw the remains of Noah's Ark while he was stationed in Iraq during World War II. Later expeditions claimed to find beam-like rocks on Mount Suleiman. And uh, when you say Mount, Mount beam-like rocks, because another thing that's really, really interesting is that uh, all things can fossilize, and we think that fossilization takes millions of years. But we've seen um, there's a I've seen a picture of a uh, of a, some things that have been fossilized. And what fossilization is is it basically change out particles, right, of wood, and it changes out to a fossil, which is a much stronger particle. I don't know the exact science. But I've seen things that have been fossilized, you know, in 100, 200 years, 500 years. So definitely, you know, four, five, six thousand years ago when this flood happened, uh, whatever it was, the ark could be fossilized. There's no question about it. So there are a lot of theories about where the ark is. Um, let's let's just keep looking on this article because it's kind of kind of cool. Uh, this talks about Mount Ararat, its volcano and its geology. Uh so it says that Mount Ararat is, is, a, is a volcano. There's actually two volcanoes. The geology underneath Mount, underneath the volcano. So uh, 
there's strayers of lattice, uh, la layers of strata underneath Mount Ararat. So it could be that the flood settlements came in there. That, you know, it gives this really interesting talk about lava flow and young volcano and all that sort of thing. So another possibility is that the volcano uh, erupted and maybe covered up the ark. Uh, Mount Ararat in biblical chronology. So here on this site, it talks about the chronology of it. We're not going to go into that. And then they found Noah's Ark right there. You see it right there is Noah's Ark. Um, this is a satellite image. This is a satellite image from 2003, which shows an ark-shaped object jutting out of the side of Ararat. Investigators were hoping to get a better image of an original grainy photograph taken by a plane in 1949. That photograph showed a large structure jutting out of the ice and snow known as the Ararat anomaly. It is difficult to determine the object's size or whether the image was taken at the same site. So there you go. Does that look like Noah's Ark to you? Kind of does, doesn't it? Man, you almost can see a little giraffe head right here. Oh man, it's kind of cool. All right. Some ark hunters hope this might be their next big break, but geologists say the object simply looks like a rock outcropping cropping that only appears arc-like when snow and ice melt in the right spots. To date, the Turkish government has not permitted an expedition to explore the site. Um, here's a beam from the ark, a 1993 CBS program. The incredible discovery of Noah's ark featured a Frenchman, a Monte Frenchman, who reported he found the wooden beam in the crevasse on Ararat and saw a large dark object under the ice in 1955. Fernand Navarra's son shot black and white film footage. The program described the wooden's radiocarbon age was 5,000 years, but testing by six labs concluded the wood was less than 2,000 years old. Also, members of the expedition said that Navarra purchased the wood in town and carried it up to the mountain before he discovered it. Oh, man. Okay. Arc-shaped formation. Earthquakes and heavily rained exposed arc in 1948, the site named Durin Par. So here's people looking for the arc. They found the interior of the arc. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that the arc right there? I don't know. kind of looks like it. Beam-shaped rocks. Those are rocks, could be fossilized, right? That look like they're in the shape of a beam. In, 19, in 2006, Barb, Bob Kornuki, Kornuk led a team of 14 Americans to visit a region in Iran where a World War II veteran claimed he saw the Ark. At Mount Suleiman, the team claimed to have visited an object 13,000 feet above sea level. Will Noah's Ark ever be found? Well, let's just go back to this map. So it could be here in this area, traditional Iraq, or it could be more in Iran, uh, or it could be pretty much in this whole entire region. You never know. So all you have to do is find the needle in the haystack, an ark maybe covered by dirt or a mountain or whatever, uh, not there. Uh, here's Baghdad. So there's Iraq. Here's Iran. Here's Azerbaijan, little Armenia. So here's traditional. Could be anywhere in this whole giant area where you have where you have Noah's Ark. I don't know. Uh, here's, here's uh, so I asked Jennifer this morning, I said, where is, uh, what do you know about Noah's Ark? What happened to it? She said, well, don't you know, the aliens came down <laughs> and they took the Ark with them away. And I said, well, I'm going to tell them you said that. Actually, that's not what she said. She said, 
Well, I think that Noah probably repurposed the lumber. Well, if we go back uh, to our little article here, um, it says the ark may have been repurposed after the flood. Immediately following the flood, wood for construction of fires might not have been readily available for several years. Why? Because the trees all died. Noah's family may have torn down much of the structure for these purposes. Or wooden structures do not generally last for centuries, but even if treated with pitch, consider the condition of barns built 100, 200 years ago. Without regular upkeep, they eventually collapse and then disappear because of decay and harsh conditions. And also glacial movement, freezing, has had its share of problems. Some have proposed that the ark is trapped in a glacier, thus preserving the wood from decay. However, glaciers advance and recedes, and such movement would tear the ark to shreds. So, there you have it. Um, I just, I, I have always been fascinated uh, because you keep hearing these stories about someone who has found Noah's Ark. And I would love if they find Noah's Ark. That would be great, awesome thing. Uh, because obviously there are people out there who say you need to have these geological or these, these archaeological facts to prove that somebody existed. So for example, if you get online and look up a person like Moses and say, did Moses exist? Well, uh, you say if a person was, was uh, you know, they had the 10 plagues and the killing of the firstborns, surely the Egyptians would have documented that somewhere. Uh, and if you go into Egypt, you'll say, I don't see anything about the 10 plagues or Moses. So a lot of people say, well, Moses probably didn't exist. He was probably two or three different biblical, you know, pre- ancient Near East characters kind of combined into one character and they tell the story about Moses, but it's a whole bunch of different stories. And they gave the guy Moses and that's, and that's the story of Moses. And that could be true. I don't know. I believe that there was a biblical Moses and it would not surprise me if in my lifetime, uh, we actually do come across archeological evidence in that area that shows that there was a biblical Moses. If you'll remember, they said the same thing about King David. Uh, for years, they said King David doesn't exist. This is in the 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, really kind of in the 60s and 70s, saying that, um, that King David never existed. It was just a con confabulation of a whole bunch of different people. And then they were excavating in a tell. A tell is, a, is an excavation site, T-E-L, a place called Tel Dan. And they were excavating. All of a sudden, what did they find? They found archaeological evidence of this great king, and his name was David. And they found tons and tons of interesting things about King David at Tel Dan. So now we have archaeological evidence supporting that there was this king called King David, right? One of the one of the most important kings of the Old Testament. And they said he didn't exist. And they were hanging their hat on that. And all of a sudden they find all this archaeological evidence about King David. So I always, yes, it is quite possible that they will never find anything about Moses. I mean, it was a long time ago. There was not a lot of writing back then. Uh, Moses was one of the few people that could actually write. But it would not surprise me if they find something about Moses because 
the Bible, every t- this just happens time and time and time again. They say, well, there's no proof for this, so that doesn't make any sense. And so they start downplaying the Bible. And then all of a sudden, some archaeological archaeologists find something that shows that the Bible actually um, supported, or the archaeology the archaeology actually supported what the Bible said. So I don't put anything past the fact. I mean, for me, the first point of reference until a proven wrong for me is the Bible, because it is a historic document that has been preserved very carefully year after year after year, century after century. Uh, there was no reason to make up people. Uh, these people existed. They were talked about. They were they were you know heroes of the faith, heroes of Scripture, and so I don't. I say these people existed. And that's where I. That's my default position. So Moses existed. David existed. The Ark existed. Will we ever find it? I have no idea if we'll ever find it. It will be a wonderful thing if. At some point in the in the future, we actually find the Noah's Ark, and wouldn't it be great if the um, if the dimensions on Noah's Ark were the same as in the Bible? I mean, it doesn't necessarily prove the existence of God. It doesn't prove um, really anything other than the fact that the documentation in the Bible, this old historic document that's been around for six thousand years, actually. Ex, you know, actually conforms to archaeology. That would be a very, very cool thing for me, but we'll have to wait in my lifetime if that happens. Um, now, actually, the Bible, uh, they actually did, uh, you can find Noah's Ark if you want to. Um, let's see. It is, uh, it is here. Um, let's see here if I can find this. It's right here. Uh, here's Lexington. Uh, here's Bloomington, here's Indianapolis, and if you go south in this area, you can go to the place called the Creation Museum, and then just south of the Creation Museum is the Ark Encounter, uh, and it's somewhere in, uh, I don't know, is that in, this must be Indiana, this must be Kentucky, so uh, it's, it's, in, it's in the very, very northern tip of Kentucky. You can actually see the Ark. It's right, oh, it doesn't show up there. Here, let's see. Um, here we go. Here we go. That's it. There's the Ark right there. This is called the Ark Encounter. The Ark Encounter voted Best Religious Museum of 2020. And so there it is, lit up in blue. And you can go. It's built to the dimensions of the Bible. Uh, and you can actually tour it. You can, you can see these little uh, cool giraffes. And the kids would enjoy it. You can walk on the Ark. You can go to the Creation Museum. It's bigger than imagination. So I was telling Jennifer, I said, you know, it's not that far. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, oh, shoot. Uh, I took that map off. So uh, if you go from where my granddaughter lives uh, in Chicago down to here, which is the Ark Encounter, it's only five hour drive. So I'm thinking, right? That we're gonna we're gonna go to Chicago. We're gonna pick up. We're gonna kidnap the. We're not gonna kidnap. We're gonna abscond with the with the grandchild, and we're gonna drive down to the Ark Encounter, and we're gonna show her Noah's Ark. We're gonna show her cute little giraffes. Uh, we're gonna buy her cotton candy and get her all sugared up, and then we're gonna take her back to mom. <laughs> yes, that is what grandparenting is all about, right? That is the cat's meow. Uh, and then all the way down and up, we're going to read the story of Genesis 
uh, and show her all the great things that are happening in Genesis. So that's what I'd like to do. I don't know if we can do that. Uh, we'll have to see. It may not happen this year. This year, she's two, two and a half, and she's just barely talking. So maybe we have to wait till three and a half. Um, we'll have to see. And maybe at that point, we'll have to bring little baby. They call little the next baby, baby B, the one that's going to be born in a couple weeks. So maybe I have to wait till baby B is a two-year-old, and then we can take uh, Dakota and baby B and go down to this museum. But I really want to do that. I want to visit all the. I want to visit the Wisconsin Dells. I want to go to the Creation Museum. I want to do all this stuff. Whether or not it happens, I have no idea. But anyway, so um, we could let's let's see what the next uh, thing is in Genesis here. Um, yeah. You know, this is this is the timeline of all this. I think we'll get into this tomorrow. Uh, I think I've spent enough time on the Ark and where it is and where it's located. Uh, I'm sure you've thought about Noah's Ark because you've been around all these. I mean, they started saying they had sightings of Noah's Ark in the 40s, right? So you've probably been probably wondering if Noah's Ark exists and, uh, you know, are they going to have pictures of it? Are they going to have expeditions to it? Can they get permission from the Turkish government to go see it? Uh, it would be very exciting. But for me personally, uh, whether or not they ever find Noah's Ark doesn't necessarily really detract from my faith at all because it may or may not exist. The Bible to me is a much more historical document than any artifact because the Bible has been preserved very carefully for thousands of years. Um, you know, we could even talk about that a little bit uh, very, very briefly uh, at the end of each book of the Bible, they count, they have, um, they count the number of letters in each of in each copy of the manuscript. Then they count the number of words, and then they they say what the middle letter is and what the middle word is, and they write that in the manuscript. So if and then they count back, and if it doesn't match, if it's one word off or one letter off. They throw the whole manuscript out and they start over again. That's how careful they were in transcribing these manuscripts. Uh, so they were very, 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 very careful. It was like an early uh, checksum. Today, the, in programs, when you download a program, they have a checksum. And if it doesn't match, you have to download it again. You know, lots of stuff through the internet. Um, of course, now the internet's pretty stable. But, you know, back 20 years ago, it wasn't as stable. So this is, this is what... We have uh, the Bible to me is much more of a robust document for my faith than any ark. But I love thinking about it. And I would love to find them. To, I would love if the ark was found. That would be really, really cool. So uh, this is kind of a diversion today. I apologize for that. But I just I, I'm going to go see the ark. I'm going to see it on Mount Ararat. That's maybe I want to go to Istanbul and then I'm going to rent a car and go see it on Mount Ararat before I die. All right. So let's close in prayer. Uh, dear God, thank you for uh, rescuing Noah, and thank you for uh, rescuing his family. Lord, we don't know if the ark still exists. We leave that up to you. But more importantly, Lord, we, we rely on this, this account uh, from Genesis about this story and about how you saved uh, Noah and his family. So be with us today. Uh, thank you for this time together. Bring us back again tomorrow and keep us in your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.